as a communication tool, effective use of humor can humanize you, cementing your bond with readers. It can also help your work stand out in a crowded market. Leanne Joshway. You're listening to Writing Roots, brought to you by Aspen House Publishing. Welcome to Writing Roots. I'm Lee Hull. And I'm Leanne This is possibly one of my favorite characters. This is your comedic relief that we're going to talk about today. The character that is there to provide that break in the tension, to crack the jokes, to have a little fun, that makes the story, for me, very enjoyable. I have to have a comedic relief in my stories for me to find it fun. This is especially difficult if you're like me and have a very, very narrow sense of humor. I don't want all of my comedic relief characters to be puns and dad jokes, but that's pretty much all I have in that box in my life. Let's get into some examples that you'll probably know of a comedic relief style character. One of the most prominent is Han Solo from the Star Wars series. He is there, yes, as a love interest to Princess Leia, but also just to provide comedic relief, especially in his interactions with Chewie. Jason Asano is a great example of a main character who is also a comedic relief. This character is constantly making like 80s references that none of the other characters understand and they just sort of roll their eyes and go with it. You can also have a comedic relief in a story that is overall comedy. This is Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. We both think that the comedic relief character in this is Marvin the Manically Depressed Robot. While each character has a different kind of Douglas Adams humor, the character who is not amused by everything and who is just like, great, this again, can be great comedic relief in a comedy because the people who aren't finding the rest of it funny will align with this guy. And it's also that very good counterpoint to be so deadpan, so monotone in contrast to the rest of the humor in the story. Another comedic relief character would be in the 1999 Mummy movie. The brother, Jonathan, has a lot of these comedic moments. He makes light of everything, mostly to help his sister lighten up. There are specific genres or categories of the comedic relief that you can use. One of the more common that you'll see is the sidekick comedic relief. I would say this is Wayne in the second era of Mistborn because he is Wax's sidekick and he absolutely is the comedic relief character as seen by his kleptomania. Another character that you will see especially in film more than you will in literature is what's called the gas hole character. The one who's constantly interrupting other characters with their burping and their farting and they just can't seem to control their bodily functions very well. This is, I would say, also most common in younger stories. So middle grade and younger. The next common trope that you're going to see this comedic relief character is the nerd nanny. The character who is there to take care of a bunch of nerds and to humanize them. You see this in The Big Bang Theory. The character of Penny is there as a comedic relief to take care of these nerds who are off in their own little world. The comedic relief doesn't have to be on the main character's side. They can be evil. Most of the time, they're going to be laughably evil. 
This is going to be more in your actual comedy genre, more than just being a comedic relief. Austin Powers is a good example of this. Common traits that you'll find within your comedic relief is a morally gray attitude towards the world. This is Wayne, the example that I brought up earlier with his kleptomania. You also have the Jack Sparrow kind of character where they view the world as an opportunity for them to do what they want. They don't have the same morals that everyone else has. Authors and storytellers will often add this morally gray aspect to the comedic relief to make sure that the comedic relief doesn't outshine the hero. (laughs) We still want the hero to be the good guy. Therefore, the comedic relief, as much fun as they are, they can't be the hero because he's a kleptomaniac. Oftentimes, they will play the role of a best friend, somebody very close to the main character, and they are there to help break the tension, to help the main character feel relief after facing really dark times. Another one that I thought was interesting that pops up is more of a trait and a moment of being comedic relief rather than a whole character in its design, is when a character can't tell a joke. In Finding Nemo, when they say to Marlin, hey, you're a clownfish, tell us a joke. And he just fumbles over the joke over and over and over again. And that's a comedic moment for a non-comedic character. Your comedic characters don't always have to be cracking jokes and making fun. Sometimes they are comedic in different ways because they are a contrast to the rest of the characters. For example, your comedic relief can be a literalist. You said you wanted crab legs, so don't blame me if you look like a deformed mermaid instead of having a full plate of dinner in front of you because you wanted crab legs, so now you have crab legs. This is often the character who doesn't intend to be the comedic relief. This can be paired with the annoying parental figure, the nerd nanny. But this literalist character doesn't see the humor in what's happening. This is literally what you said. Why are you blaming me for it? And another common character trait you're going to see almost always when you see twins in especially more modern storytelling, it's for comedic effect. They bounce off of each other. They're finishing each other's sentences, these kind of things. Aside from the traits, you also have archetypes that are common with your comedic relief. This can be their style of joking, such as the punster, the one that has all those dad jokes or the dark humor. That likable main character is a great archetype. If you don't feel like your hero is likable enough, make them laugh. People are going to love it. You can have the bad liar archetype where they're funny because they try so hard to lie and they are just terrible at it. And it creates these very comedic situations of either people going along with it because they are amused at this attempt to continue to lie or saying, yo, really? We know you're lying. I like to think of Pinocchio in Shrek for this, when he's trying to tell the truth without answering the question. This bad liar character. Another archetype you're going to see a lot for this comedic relief is the nerd. I like to think of Marshall from the TV show Alias, where he's so excited about this thing that nobody else understands that he's fumbling over his words going, well, yeah, right now the photocapacity is 42, but I really like to get it to 47 because that's a prime number. 
this type of comedic character is often tied with your nerd character. You can have a coward as the comedic relief, especially if they are in the villains chorus, which we'll talk about next episode. But they can have that moment like Benny and the Mummy, where they're flipping through something, desperately trying to find the thing that's going to ward off the mummy and going through all of these religious symbols. And it creates this funny moment because they are an absolute coward. I feel like their purpose in the story is pretty clear. It's to relieve particularly tense moments, to give the audience a chance to exhale, to remind themselves that they're enjoying it, and to make it so the tension that's building doesn't exhaust your reader. This is so important. You have to have the release after the tension. This is very well represented in Joss Whedon's writing style. He's even said, make it dark, make it grim, but tell a joke. Because you need to let the audience take a breath. It's also really important to choose a style of humor and stick to it. You don't want to have one character be bouncing around between different kinds of humor because then it becomes chaotic. But if you can trust this one character is going to consistently tell dirty jokes in the wrong situations, then we know what to expect. We're never going to be blindsided by the comedy. A lot of the purpose is to make a character likable, especially that morally great character or the character that you kind of want to pity instead of hate. Giving them a sense of humor automatically helps us align with the character. If they're making me laugh, we can be friends. This is why it's not super common to find comedic villains, because it is then too easy to side with them because we'll laugh along with them at their jokes. So you can use it as a tool to make a villain relatable, but like ghost peppers, use it with caution. Use it sparingly. And I would urge you to never make the villain comedic moments intentional on the villain's part. Because then you get a lot of the villain monologuing type thing. You can have the hero make fun of the villain, but it can come across as very syrupy, very corny if the villain is trying to be comedic as well. I would also say it's important to have a character who does not like the jokes, doesn't get the jokes, and thinks they're stupid. If you get a chance, check out our Odd Couple episode we did a few seasons back. Also, you don't have to have a character that is the comedic relief. Instead, you can make the comedy itself kind of a character on its own. Let it be situational. Let it be a character that has bad luck consistently and deals with karmic justice that has to encounter all these situations. It doesn't have to be that character intentionally being funny, cracking jokes. It can just be what happens to that character. And I feel a good temperature check to know if a character is funny, if they're going to make your audience laugh, is during your editing process, does the character make you laugh? Are you entertained? Because if you are enjoying the story, your audience will enjoy the story. But that only happens when you write selfishly. If you have a question or comment for our hosts or a topic you'd like us to cover, send us an email at writingroots at aspenhousepublishing.com or find us on Facebook by searching for Aspen House Publishing. 